I think about leadership quite a bit. I spend at least half of my time uh, working with my team, leading them, empowering them, and helping them stay clear on what they're supposed to do. And I've noticed over the years, there's there's kind of two different ways I tend to lead. And I, I, I unconsciously toggle back and forth between these. And I, I've noticed this in leaders I've worked with as well. So the first way is to be a dictator, <laughs> which has kind of a loaded meaning. But a dictator is probably the most natural form of leadership, probably what we see the most often. You tell people what to do. You make sure they do it. You praise them if they do it. And you correct them if they don't. Like that's pretty normal, I would say. I think in Jim Collins' level five leader concept, that would be like a level three leader. You tell them what to do, make sure they do it, praise them if they don't, correct them if they, uh, praise them if they do it, and correct them if they don't. In this type of environment, the leader's ideas, here's the downfall of it. In this type of environment where leadership is like that, totally normal, uh, probably the majority of organizations run like that. But in that type of environment, the leadership's ideas get executed well over 90% of the time. And then the team is judged based on their execution level of the leadership's ideas. And most of the team is seen as line workers whose sole purpose is delivering what leadership wants to get done. And if you have a generational level leader who's amazing, maybe that's good. The other way is I would call it the investigator. So it works like this. Everyone shares their ideas. Each idea is critically examined. The best ideas get executed and the rest get cut, no matter who comes up with the idea. In this layout, in this concept, this is kind of a marketplace of idea environment. Uh, The leader's ideas don't get preferential treatment any more so than anybody else's. Each idea gets equally examined and critiqued. And before any idea is executed by the team, it's questioned, examined, turned over, and inspected to make sure that it is the best next step. And a few questions are asked to figure that out. What problem does this solve? Is that a problem that even needs to be solved? Does it need to be solved right now? Is there a more efficient way to solve the problem? Is there another problem we could solve that would cure this more thoroughly and sooner? This approach examines ideas and plans as a starting point of conversation. Instead of like most teams I've been a part of and companies I've worked with, the leader has an idea or someone on the team has an idea. And then all the debate comes about, should we do that idea or not? And that's fundamentally the wrong conversation to have. The idea should be a indicator that a problem or opportunity might exist. That's it. Not that the idea needs to be done, not the merits of the idea, not what the idea would look like. That's not the place to start with an idea. When an idea comes forth, it should be an indicator that, hmm, is there an underlying problem here that needs to be solved? Or, hmm, is there a new opportunity here we need to take advantage of? And then the conversation should become exploring what the problem is or what the opportunity is. So if I come up with a new feature for our software product or a new module idea for our course or a new... um, feature for a coaching program that I'm running. Let's say for instance, like, Hey, we should add masterminds to our coaching program. Hmm, Interesting. Cool. What problem does that solve? Well, hmm, what problem does it solve? Well, all these other people have masterminds and people like them. That's not a problem. (laughs) Uh, it solves accountability. Well, is that, um, a problem we need to solve? Hmm. I don't know. Has anybody mentioned accountability as being a problem, a reason they've left or a reason they're not getting results or is there more soft things we're seeing that people aren't being held accountable so they're not executing? Not really. Actually, our accountability numbers are pretty good. Cool. So does that need to be solved? No. 
Great, so do we need to do masterminds? I don't know, is there another problem they solve? If not, then probably not. <laughs> so when an idea comes forth, what problem does this solve? Is that a problem that needs to be solved? Is it even a problem that exists at all? So that should be a jumping off point to discover the problem. And then once you hit rock bottom, once you've asked that why question five times, like what problem does it solve? You should be down to the core problem. Now what you wanna do as a team is to brainstorm the best way to solve that problem. Forget the original idea, unless it just happens to be a good solution to the actual problem you found. And then build your solution up from the ground, the solid foundation of the actual problem. Once you know it's a problem, once you know it needs to be solved, once you need, know it needs to be solved right now, once you're sure there's no other problem behind that problem, that's truly the thing you need to be focused on. The dictator tells people what to do, make sure they do it, praise them if they do it, correct them if they don't. The problem with the dictator is all their ideas get done. The internal discipline, the marketplace of ideas is not a catalytic mechanism in an organization like that. So you wind up feature chasing. You wind up building things that don't need to be built because you're relying on the genius of one person. With the investigator, with the marketplace of idea concepts, everyone shares the ideas. Every idea is critically examined. The best get executed, the rest get cut. And you make sure that every idea you have is a jumping off point for investigation to is there a problem or is there an opportunity? Ideas are prompts for investigation, not building features. Most coaches and consultants who have a resource that they give away online aren't leveraging their thank you page, also referred to as a confirmation page, the way they should. Your thank you page is actually an opportunity to generate additional traffic to your website if you do the right things to make it go viral. This month only, I'm giving away my viral thank you page playbook, which includes everything you need to make your thank you page become a viral traffic source to your website, resulting in a lot more leads for you. You can grab it for free this month only at growthtools.com forward slash free. Again, that's growthtools.com forward slash free.